The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the Knapsack Files Broadcast Studios in beautiful, sexy, steamy, Studio City, California, this is Spotlight Star Wars Episode 8. And I have titled this one Team Y-Wing. As I talk here about some of my favorite Star Wars ships and vehicles. Um, Let me tell you, here we are again for another uh, monologue from me about everything I love about Star Wars. Thanks for, uh, for your continued support. Uh, especially last week when I asked the simple question, do you want to play Star Wars? And admitted that as I, at age 39, rapidly approaching 40 and rapidly approaching death, really just want to sit and play Star Wars in a park with a bunch of people. Not 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 talking cosplay, just like live-action role-playing Star Wars. And, and I'm sure there's some leagues out there somewhere. I just probably have to travel to get to them, but I want one myself. Uh, you guys were very supportive played along, had fun, and admitted your Star Wars fandom sins. We did that on Jedi Alliance this week, past week, too, uh, with uh, Mike Beatrice and Joseph Scrimshaw. If you didn't hear that episode, that, uh, that was kind of a fun little moment for me to open up the phone lines and start taking your cantina confessions. We're going to bring that back from time to time. I love confessing things about being a Star Wars fan. The word geek and the word nerd has changed dramatically. I've said this many times before on many different shows. It is not what it used to be. Being a geek and a nerd now is not the same. It is marketable now. It is profitable. It is a business. It is sometimes downright cool to be a nerd. Um, I grew up in a time when that was very much not the case. Um, But I, uh, all that said, when you love Star Wars, and really when you love anything, but when you love Star Wars... There's even some things beyond the surface that we might not really like to admit. And uh, that's what my whole thing was uh, with doing uh, Star Wars, uh, the Cantina Confessions on Jedi Alliance, and uh, talking about I want to play Star Wars. I could confess more things. You know, it's one thing I own now, I think, 33 Star Wars t-shirts are hanging in my closet. They're taking up valuable space in my closet. And I, my room is full of Star Wars. I just bought some more Funko Pops. Uh, I'm going crazy with the Star Wars merchandise. You all know that. I, I'm staring at it right now. I've had this while. I've never brought this to Jedi Alliance because I just think it's weird. Um, and no, I'm not going to do this podcast on video yet, though I know a lot of you are asking about it. But I have in my hands a deck of playing cards called uh, simply Star Wars Playing Cards. The Ladies of Star Wars. That's right. There is 52 cards of Star Wars women. Uh, I'm looking at a Padme Amidala. If you don't feel creepy enough, here's what it says. It's the Ace of uh, Diamonds, Padme Amidala, 14-year-old Queen of Naboo, Episode 1. Thank you. I don't feel creepy at all. The next one, though, I have is the Six of Diamonds, which is Padme Amidala at the Naberi Lake House. Uh, this whole is, it's it's not just a set of Padme cards. Queen Jamila's in it. Ara Singh, one of my favorite bounty punter, b- bounty punters. She's a football player. Bounty hunters. Uh, Ara Singh appears briefly in episode uh, one, and also in the Clone Wars. She's the Six of Spades. Oh, but here's Mon Mothma. She's the Ace of Spades. 
here in the set. We got some Princess Leia coming in. This is <laughs> then, then this is they've got to fill fifty-two cards. If you're gonna release something that's the ladies of Star Wars playing card set, that means you gotta find fifty-two or so uh characters uh to put. And 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 to all of you say there's not enough women in the Star Wars universe to put into a 52-card playing set. I'm not saying we've reached gender equality status yet, but you might be mistaken. There's a lot of characters because I'm holding the Joker card from uh, this set, and it is Hermione Bagua. Who is Hermione Bagua in the Star Wars universe, you may be asking yourself? Well, simple, guys. She's the waitress at Dex's Diner. Uh, uh, Lin Mi or Lin Mie, Jabba's dancing slave girl, not Ula, the other one. That's right, there was the other one. Luminari Unduli, more Padme in the arena battle on Genosis, episode two, uh, where the uh, creature just so perfectly swiped her midriff uh, of her shirt off. Um, well placed creature. Uh, Queen Apelana, the monarch of Naboo, appeared briefly. In Revenge of the Sith, Keisha Castle Hughes. Is that her name? Did I just pull that out of my ass? Yeah, it is. I believe it is. Uh, she's a bar of sand right now in Game of Thrones. She was uh, that queen. Zam Wessel, one of my favorite uh, little characters, uh, little known characters in the Star Wars universe. I like Zam Wessel. The opening chase scene in Revenge of the Sith. Bounty Hunter. The Changelon. Uh, yeah, Baru Lars making some milk here. Well, now I've distracted myself. I've distracted myself to find out all the crazy characters they put into this card set. Anne and Tan Gela. You're like, no, I know a lot of Star Wars characters, Ken, but who the hell are Anne and Tan Gela? Well, they're Sebulba's twin slave girls, the Twi'leks. You remember them. Of course you do. Tan Wee, the Kamonian uh, uh, from Kamino. How do you say that? Clone, uh, the clone maker. Griata, Jabba's dancing slave girl, the one that was Greedo's cousin or something. Uh, a lot of Padme. Actually, yeah, they did put a lot of Brea uh, or Organa, the queen of Alderaan, Leia's adopted mother's in it. Even Madame Jocasta Nu, the caretaker of the Jedi archives, she's there. Um, if you have a chance to pick up this uh, playing card set, Dude, there's Ula, Jabba's dancing girl who met her fate with a Rancor monster. I'm doing four. I'm going to keep talking, folks. I'm going to keep doing um, the play set, uh, the, the play card, the playing cards here. Dorme, Padme's handmaiden, other, otherwise known as Rose Byrne. Shmi Skywalker, Princess Leia Organa, Jabba's slave, episode six card. That is the Queen of Hearts, is the Jabba, uh, the Leia slave girl outfit. Oh, she's also the Seven of Hearts. They have another shot of the slave girl outfit. Um, And a shot I've never... It's Princess Leia Organa, Ewok Village, Episode 6, is the Two of Hearts. And it is like a glamour shot of Leia with the braids and everything that the Ewoks uh, put together for her. Uh, I've never seen this shot before. It is like a weird side-profile glamour shot of Princess Leia at the Ewok Village. Um, uh, Oh, Cy Snoodles is in... She is the Five of... uh, Five of spades there. Uh, Ayla Sakura, the raver Jedi. Ten of uh, ten of spades. Um, get this set. Get this set, folks. The Ladies of Star Wars playing card set. I'm confessing this to you right now. That I own this. 
There's Sabe, the decoy, otherwise known as Kara Knightley. Wow. I don't know what I'm doing. I should almost press stop and, and record all over this, but I just admitted to you that I own a playing card set called The Ladies of Star Wars, and that's what I'm saying. It's one thing to say you're a Star Wars fan, and we all, we all are. If you're listening, you are. But it's one thing to confess the things that even you as a Star Wars fan are afraid to admit, and we all have them. I don't even know how I got those. They just showed up one day in my house. The Force willed those playing cards to me. One of the things I wanted to talk about today is uh, the Y-Wing. That's right, the Y-Wing. If you're a listener of Jedi Alliance, you know that I love the Y-Wing. We've created something called Team Y-Wing. It is a club of Y-Wing aficionados. You know the story by now. If you haven't, here you go. I, as a kid, was raised in a lower-middle-class family. My parents did a great job with what little they had to make sure I had a wonderful childhood. So at Christmas, I would get myself some Star Wars toys, but it was always an action figure there, an action figure here, uh, like the Bespin Guard, the Asian one with the little Fu Manchu. Uh, that's not racist at all, at all George. Um, and then uh, the black uh, guy who was the Bespin security officer there. Uh, George just said, let's make up for some racial diversity issues and make them all uh, work with Lando. Um, I had those figures. Uh, I had General Veers, the Adat Commander uh, figure. Uh, those are the kind of gifts I got for Christmas. I'm not complaining. I love it. I wish I had all of them. Of course, you know, I sold those figures in a bad garage sale accident in about 1985 or 86 when I wanted a skateboard. Tragic indeed. Uh, but one year, and I have the picture, I have a uh, an actual picture, because kids, we used to actually have to get our pictures developed. I have one of the pictures of a Christmas morning, probably 83, 84 at the latest, maybe. Maybe 85. That'd be probably the last possible year. But I have a, a picture on a Christmas morn and a fresh, new, shiny box containing the Y-Wing. Now, for me as a kid, that was a big deal. Again, my parents, uh, now I understand. They were lower middle class. They were struggling to make it. And uh, my sister and I didn't know. And I give my parents great credit for that. We had a great childhood. And I'd get gifts, man. I'd get gifts. I, I didn't I didn't go without. Um, but, uh, you know, I knew. I, I don't, my friends were getting the big sets. I, I'd go to school after the holidays, and my friends would be like, oh, I got Optimus Prime. I, I got the, the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. I got the Mo the Mobat tank. The G.I. Joe tank, I got all that. And then I'd be like, oh, I got a, I got a figure and, and, a, and a coloring book. So I kind of knew. You, you know, I, I, but I couldn't complain. How can you complain on Christmas morning? I want bigger gifts. I was getting gifts. But this one year, there it is, this big box and a, a big package. And I opened it up, and there was this shiny Y-wing staring at me. And I have the picture of that box, and I think I'm holding it in the picture like, yay, I got, a, I got a big toy for once. And it was the Y-Wing. Now, my initial reaction, I remember this, my initial reaction at the time was one of disappointment. I think I probably secretly sighed. It's the Y-Wing. <sighs> because if you wanted a, a, a ship, a rebel ship, or, or, or even an imperial ship, you know, you wanted something else. You wanted the X-Wing. You wanted a TIE fighter. My friends had the Millennium Falcon. I got the Y-Wing. The Y-Wing was that thing in A New Hope that that didn't even get past the trench. Gold Leader was in the Y-Wing. He couldn't even get to the trench to take a shot. He, he 
blew up, and the, and it wasn't the X-Wing. The X-Wing was cool. The X-Wing was Luke's ship. Everyone wanted an X-Wing. I didn't want a Y-Wing, but I hear, I had it. Here it was. I had the Y-Wing, and you got to set it up, and I was excited, and you put it together, and you put the batteries in, and it had two big features. It had the gun turret on top, which in some uh, versions of the Y-Wing, not in the toy, but in some ver- versions of the Y-Wing in uh, in canon, uh, they, uh, they have c- uh, two pilots, a, a gunner in the back. This one, you could just f- put one figure in there. But um, it had a gun on top, and um, if, if you put the batteries in and press a little button in the back, that thing made a heinous sound that was supposed to be a laser blaster. My poor parents had to listen to that all day and most of their, the, the 80s as I pressed that button, and it went... That was the sound the Y-Wing made. That was the laser sound. That's what it was. Uh, and then it also had a little bomb you could put on the bottom, and then you press a little button and it would release. It'd, it'd have a spot for the droid in the back. It had some landing gear that came down. It had some uh, uh, some uh, long foils you'd put on the back of the ship. I put the decals on, and it was yellow. And there you go. That's the Y-Wing, and I had it. And I didn't quite know what to do with it because all my friends had the X-Wing. All my friends had the Millennium Falcon and the TIE Fighter and an AT-AT Walker. I didn't have any of that. I had the Y-Wing. Who wants the Y-Wing? So I kept it. And I ended up not selling it in that fateful garage sale uh, in which I lost all my Star Wars toys. I, 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 that, that great accidental purge of my Star Wars childhood. The Y-Wing somehow remained in my house. Maybe I forgot to take it out. I was probably bummed because I sold all my figures for like two bucks to try to get a skateboard. And I was probably bummed when I went back in my room at the end of the garage sale and was like, damn it or darn it at the time. I could have I could have got four bucks if I sold this Y wing, and then in the Y wing was General Veers. That's not canon. General Veers, the Adat commander, the Imperial general, was in the Y wing by by accident. So those and and a Death Star gunner figure are the only remnants of my Kenner Star Wars childhood. So as the Y wing sat there in my room over time, I suddenly. Well, not suddenly, I should say slowly is the word I'm looking for. Slowly started to grow an affinity for that Y-Wing. Started to really like that Y-Wing because there was great memories attached to it. And it was one of the last things I had that reminded me that I had an entire lunchbox full of Kenner Star Wars toys. And then you kind of start to study things. The early 90s hit, and then now there's a lot more Star Wars stuff to read. Vehicle books and comic books and non-canon, canon, all this stuff exploding in the early 90s after Heir to the Empire's success. Then you start to learn about the Y-Wing. You see, as a kid, you're watching Star Wars New Hope and the best star battles going and Luke's in his X-Wing, Porkins is in X-Wing, Red Leader, Red 2, Red 5, everyone's a bigs, everyone's in an X-Wing. And then there's a couple shots of those other ships, and you're like, what the hell? Oh, that's the Y... Ah, that's right, the Y-Wing's there. So there's a kid on the playground. No one wanted to play. Uh, hey, I'll be the Y-Wing pilot. The what wing? But you start researching it, and you realize, you know, that Y-Wing... That Y-Wing was the uh, heavy bomber of the Imperial... Excuse me, Rebel fleet. That Y-Wing was... was it was the workhorse of the Rebel Fleet. Oh, the X-Wing was the cool guy. The X-Wing was the quarterback of the Rebel 
fleet. The, the X-Wing gets all the press. The X-Wing gets all the girls. But you know what there? You need to get through a capital cruiser. You need to go through some heavy armor. You need yourself a damn Y-Wing. You see what I mean? You start to grow older, and you start to mature, and you start to appreciate the Y-Wing. They should teach that in some kind of class. Grow older, mature, make better decisions, and none more important than learning to appreciate the Y-Wing. The X-Wing is cool. I get it. I love the X-Wing. When the Force Awakens teaser trailer, the first one hit, and you see that shot of the X-Wings flying across the water, holy moly, I loved it. That was the part of the trailer that I first locked into, like, oh, we're here. This is Star Wars. I like the X-Wings. Uh, I'm not going to say I, I don't. The X-Wings are the X-Wings. They're, they're like the Veritech fighters in Robotech. They are sleek. They are cool. They deserve all the press. I get it. But, but in my regular life, I am not an X-Wing. Other men around me, they're going to get the press. They're going to get the girls. They're going to get the glory. But I'm going I'm, I'm to come in second, flying that Y-Wing, but doing all the heavy lifting, not getting any glory, breaking those shields, destroying those capital cruiser ships so the X-Wing can come in and finish the job. And you know what? I'm okay with that. That is why I love the Y-Wing. And I thought I was the only one, but I started putting it out there on Jedi Alliance. Started saying, hey, this is the ship I like. Love me, the Y-Wing. I even brought it in one day. Then one of my guest co-hosts, Joseph Alvarez, a good friend of mine, he admits in a very similar fashion and kind of a modest upbringing in the 80s, he gets a Y-Wing as a gift and he had no choice but to love it. And without us discussing it, that moment, if you saw that episode of Jedi Alliance, with Joseph Alvarez, it's it's the one where we discuss about racial diversity in Star Wars, which, ooh, don't do that on the internet, we learned. Um, at the beginning of all that, we, we talked about it, and he, admit, he told the story, and you could see me light up because I didn't know. We didn't talk about that, and his story was so similar to mine. I think that's how you, you grow to love the Y-Wing. You get it against your will, and you have no choice but to grow up and love the Y-Wing. Talk about the other rebel ships. Uh, in the original trilogy, uh, we could, and the Y-wing, by the way, does appear in Clone in the Clone Wars. It's kind of a different, uh, heavier, thicker-looking version appears, and um, uh, it, it's good. It, it, with the Y-wing, it looks good. The older version or the, the the Clone Wars version looks good, but I still like the kind of more clunky, misshapen design of the uh, original trilogy Y-wing. Uh, Gold 5, by the way, trivia question. Gold 5 was the one in a Y-Wing that said, stay on target. It's a Y-Wing that said that. It's a Y-Wing pilot. The X-Wing. I love the X-Wing. But let's talk A-Wing. Let's talk Rebel Snowspeeder. Let's talk uh, the B-Wing. I love the Rebel Snowspeeder. Uh, it is a, uh, a very compact and sleek design. It looks really good, and uh, I love the Hoth sequence, and that's probably why I love the Rebel Snowspeeder so much. Um, but when you're watching um, the Star Wars universe really for the first time as a young kid, I think a lot of people I know gravitate towards that T-47 Rebel Snowspeeder um, because uh, it just it, 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 it has the same colorings of, of an X-Wing. But it's in a different environment, and it's shorter, and it's compact, and it's got two guys. It's got a gunner and, and, uh, and a guy who can launch a tow cable. Good shot, Jensen. Cable's away. Let it go. Um, 
that that was intriguing to me. And they seem they're so tiny they can get stomped and crushed by an addict. Uh, I do love the Rebel Snowspeeder, and actually I have a lot of uh, uh, the Rebel Snowspeeder uh, memorabilia in my room. I'm I'm staring at the uh, two different Lego sets of one and a and a Hoth plate. The the Wampa Lego set. I don't understand why. I don't quite understand why. Yeah, okay, maybe I understand why. The Wampa playset for Star Wars Legos comes with uh, a Y-Wing. Excuse me. Rebel Snowspeeder. Y-Wing's on my mind. Comes with a Rebel Snowspeeder. Uh, and I'm trying to think, well, well, why would it do that? Well, of course, the Snowspeeders were out looking for Luke while he was uh, captured with the, the Wampa before Han found him. All right, that makes sense to me. The A-Wing and the B-Wing. Come Return of the Jedi. We've gone two movies you, at this point in your existence as a Star Wars fan in the 80s. You've got the sleek, cool, popular X-Wing. you got that clunky, heavy bomber, the Y-Wing. you got the Snowspeeder. you got the Twin, po- uh, twin Pod Cloud Car. you got, um, you know, the TIE Fighter, the TIE, uh, the TIE Bomber in Empire. Those are good things. you got all that stuff. So Come Return of the Jedi... You're introduced to two new ships in this ferocious space battle. Which, say what you will about Return of the Jedi, having Ewoks and kind of being the one that, as you got a little bit older as a kid in the 80s, you you didn't like as much and and maybe liked it first. You know what? I'm still in that school. I get it. I get it. Empire's my favorite. But Return of the Jedi was the movie that turned me on as a Star Wars fan. It, it, it is the one that plugged me into the galaxy. You, you can't argue the results with that. And, and part of the reason, I think, is there's so many cool vehicles and ships in Return of the Jedi. Even starting with Jabba's palace and the sail barge and the skiff and all that kind of stuff. Then you got your, your X-Wing and you're flying around the Millennium Falcon, which is cool. But then you got the ATSD down there on the moon of Endor. You got the speeder bikes, the biker scouts. One of my, you even got an Adat. You see an Adat walking around. And then you got the Rebel fleet, which at the time, uh, it's a bit of a ragtag fleet. And it kind of, I remember at the time, I had watched the TV version, the first version, of Battlestar Galactica. And I was, I was a fan of it as a kid. And, and I still, at the time, thought it was Star Wars, I think. But what, there was some appeal I had to the Battlestar Galactica was surrounded by these other ships. There, and it was, it said it in the opening credits, it's a ragtag fleet looking for, looking for Earth. And there's something about that... Uh, um, Something about that that I really like, and 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 coming return of the Jedi, you've got this rebel, you got the the, the Imperial fleet is they all look the same. It's just these wedge ships, and and uh, it looks uh, it looks intimidating and sleek and professional. And then you got the rebels flying around, and and you got Akbar's ship, which look, looks like a giant deli pickle. You got the medical frigate, looks like a, a a clunky blaster flying in the air. You got all this stuff going on. And uh, you got the Millennium Falcon, which was cool. But then, so you got the X-Wings, you got the Y-Wings, and all of a sudden comes the A-Wing, this tiny little thing. You're like, is that a snowspeeder in space? No, it's, you learn later on it's the A-Wing, which, of course, has a, a very key part. The, the, the crash of the A-Wing into the bridge of the Executor uh, kills Piet and sends everyone in the, the, the ship into a tailspin, crashes against the Death Star, turns the tide of the uh, battle. Uh, the, the A-Wing has its place. I liked the A-Wing growing up. It's sleek. It's fast. You read about it right away. You're like, oh, they they have the A-Wing so they can keep up with the TIE Interceptor. That That's good. But then there's this weird shaped thing that flies in two different positions and the, these wings come out. And you're like, how does that thing fly? And that, of course, I'm talking about the B-Wing. 
the B-Wing, which, by the way, trivia question for those who don't know, but I think most of you do, the B-Wing was actually designed in part by Akbar himself, back when he was a commander. Um, that is something that I, uh, uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking at right now and reading, but trust me, I've known that fact for over uh, 20 years. Uh, another confession. Uh, the B-Wing... I gotta say, I like that. I I had a model of the B-wing. I didn't have the actual like toy of the B-wing from Kenner, but I had a a model of the B-wing, and I built it. It was one of those uh, snap and play models. You didn't have to glue anything. You put some decals on, and um, I I so I had kind of an affinity to that too. I guess I guess the point of the story is if you get one of the toys. That's what you end up liking, um, but uh, so I had the model of being it, and I did, but it did, I did like it, but it was so, you just the engineering of it, of of it, which way does it fly? Which way's upside down? Which way's the right side up? I don't know. Then you kind of learn that uh, the Y wing was. Um, Another uh, kind of assault, heavy heavy assault ship, and you gotta like the B-wing. It, it is a heavily armed assault starfighter, according to Ultimate Star Wars, the canon Star Wars encyclopedia. Um, and uh, I love that uh, you know we think of them as little wings, but no, those are S foils. So I like when uh, when you have to lock uh, S foils into attack position, the B-wing has something to lock into attack position. The B-wing is uh, it's an ugly duckling. It is an ugly duckling, but it has its place. Um, so there you go. That's the story of why I love the Y-Wing. It's important. You need those heavy bombers, people. You need that. You need to break through those shields. You need to take down those Imperial cruisers, those Star Destroyers. You need those. And you can't do that without the Y-Wing. All right? This isn't the Clone Wars, Revenge of the Sith days where Anakin can, can fly his little Jedi starfighter and hit a shield on the outside, uh, and it explodes, and the shield goes down, which, by the way, I, I am really pulling back on bashing the, the prequels, folks. I really am. But that, that still is one of those moments when you're watching, and I love the opening sequence of Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I actually do. Um I love that, and, and that the space battle, the great music, and the shots. I, I really actually like what Lucas did with that, except for the little moment where um, Anakin flies at the uh, at the ship, at Grievous' ship, and he's like, oh, the shields are on side. Uh, hold on. Pew, pew. Boom. The shields explode. Why would you put the control box for the shields on the outside of your ship on the outside of your shield? George, answer me that one. I think earlier it just popped in my head. Did I say Zam Wessel was part of the opening chase scene in Revenge of the Sith? I meant Attack of the Clones. I'm sorry. That popped in my brain. Oh, man, that's a real nerdy thing, you know, and I mean that in a bad nerdy way. I want to I clar clarify my earlier statement on Zam Wessel. Anyways, what ship do you like? Tweet me out there at Catnapsock. Tell me, what ship do you, do you like? Are you like me? Are you on Team... Y-Wing, it's a good team. It's a good team to be on, but I understand if you're on Club X-Wing. I get it. I get it. The X-Wing is sexy. It is the ship that all the cool people want to fly, men or women. You could be like Yvonne in the Princess Leia Star Wars comic series. She's an X-Wing pilot. She's cool. She's sexy. She's talented. She's got skills. She's got skills, and she's an X-Wing pilot. 
you can be Club Y Wing. Are you on? Uh, are you on uh, the A Wing team, or do you like the B Wing? What other ships? What other ships? Do you like the? Uh, what I think is highly underrated in the Star Wars fandom is in, in terms of ships is the ARC-170, which is the clone troopers kind of heavy uh, bomber ship, uh, the one that's featured heavily in uh, Revenge of the Sith and then in the Clone Wars. Um, I, I like that stuff. I actually like that one. I think uh, there it is, the ARC-170 Starfighter. The manufacturer is Income Corporation, for those keeping score at home. Uh, appearances, Clone Wars, and Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I actually really like that one. It is really uh, sexy in its own way. It's a bigger, thicker, earlier version of the X-Wing. It's got some S-foils that do lock into attack position. I can't be the only one. I put this out there recently. I cannot be the only one that is in a car... And right when you're about to enter the freeway, you 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 kind of say to yourself, uh, "We're going to be a starfighter. We're going to be a starfighter pilot here, and we're going to go on an attack run." And as right as you're entering the freeway and you get some speed launch, you said to yourself, "Lock us foils into attack position," and you kind of launch off and and you fly and you're driving down the freeway, and other cars are the ships you got to shoot down, and you grab your steering wheel, and you get one in your sights, and you... And you blow on, you you go to the next train, and then when you get off in your exit, if you get off of my exit here, I'm not going to give you the exact exit, because you might actually find my house if you're looking for it. You get off on the exit here in, in, in the Hollywood area, and uh, and you're like, that's all right. Stay on target. Stay on target. We're coming up onto the exhaust port. It's away. Did it hit? Negative. It just impacted on the surface. I can't be the only one that does that. I can't be. I refuse to accept that I am the only one that goes on a Death Star attack run in my car when I get on a freeway. If you are one of those people alongside me, or maybe you're not and you want to console me, uh, or send some sort of mental help, uh, tweet me, at Catnapsack. You can find me there. I've got a Facebook fan page for myself, which is a weird thing to say, but i like you to refer you to that. Just look up Catnapsack on Facebook and like that page. Uh, I will not accept friend requests anymore on my Facebook page unless I've humaned alongside you. Uh, also find the Napsack Files podcast page on Facebook. And subscribe on iTunes, rate and review. We are also available on Potomatic, Stitcher, and uh, that's that. That's that. That's that's this week's Spotlight Star Wars. I just did thirty minutes rambling about the Y wing and a set of playing cards featuring the women of the Star Wars universe, which you too can own if you can find the gas station that I must have bought these in. I don't know. That is Spotlight Star Wars for this week. I am on the road, taking some vacation. No Jedi Alliance for the week of uh, Memorial Day. Um, We're going to take a week off. We're going to relax. We're going to gather ourselves. We're going to be one with the Force and find out more about it later. Thank you so much for listening to The Knapsack Files and Spotlight Star Wars and uh, all the other... The new show I did, I'm Always Up, with Alex Welsh, was very well received this week. We're going to do more of those. Alicia Malone's Film School will be back, I promise. I hope... 
hope you are all enjoying the adventure where I expand the brand and put a lot of things out there because I got some other ideas for shows too. I might finally put them on uh, another channel. I don't know. But right now I'm having fun doing this here, talking to you, my friends who are Star Wars fans alongside me. So until next time, may that force thing continue to be at your side.